Welcome to Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast for every type of runner, with Sean Sobon and Russell the Runner. Run wild. I love the chase and the hunt, and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want, and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look at the enemy. Look in the mirror, repeat it's no friend of me. It's not working out, maybe it's the chemistry. It's time to break up, so I can make a better me. Better believe in your mind, cause it's everything. You can hold Jake Fine, don't hold so just being mindful of time here, I know we got to kind of carry yeah. the conversation on, and we could do a whole show on the Western States experience, probably oh, yeah. multiple on that. Thanks so much. Um, I bet. I, w- I want to go back to, to town fitness and the town runners that, that you have yeah. there. Cause that's a special group of people. And, you know, it's, it's something that you provide for the community. Out of your out of your love for running, right? And and so tell us about that. How how Town Runners got started and kind of how you guys operate. So oh yeah, so Town Fitness Runners has been around for the gym's been open for ten years. And congratulations um, on that. Yeah, that's a pretty big We're excited, excited about that. But um, Town Fitness Runners has been started up about a year into the gym, um, but just out of you know our passion for running and. Um, and, you know, uh, nonstop talk about running and races and, and other people became curious. And then, I don't know, people seem to have this thing that, you know, don't talk to Hannah because then next thing you know, you signed up for a race. And that's pretty much how it started. So we um, started just a little beginners running group. There was maybe just a handful of people and we would do a three, 4K run around the gym and then people really enjoyed it. So we set a time, we said every Monday night at six o'clock, we'll meet here. It's just for beginners because you know what beginner runners are like, they're very intimidated or can be very intimidated by, you know, other runners, but it really was for me and for Jeff um, just to get people out running, just to experience it. And then it just kind of took off. And over the years it's evolved with different runners at different times and, um, the, our members, our town fitness runners are the ones that bring this group alive. Like it's just unbelievable. So it's like a little snowball effect of these really great people. And the best thing about this group is uh, we have so many people that were not runners that have now run two, three, four marathons. Like that, wow. is, that is huge that when they, you know, walked in the front door at town fitness, they little did they know that they were signing up for uh, a marathon when they, you know, bought their membership. But um, yeah. And then we've done traveling uh, half marathons to Niagara Falls with, you know, groups of 15, 20, 15 runners. We did the, an event, um, went to chase the tornado. We had almost 30 runners in that group of all ages. Yeah. All ages. So shout out to Susan Richardson, one of our town fitness runners who at the age of um, 67 started running with us. And within, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to say tops two years, she was a Boston qualifier. Wow. Yeah. So we have, we have a Boston qualifier wow. out of town fitness runners. We have, we have, oh my gosh, I would say more than a dozen people that have come through over the last few years that were beginner runners and now are marathon runners, like just huge. We have lots of half marathon runners. We have some that have gone into the trails 
um, but all levels. And for us, Town Fitness Runners is more about community and support. We have this great um, Facebook page where an inspiration, like you're, you're asking where I got through the last six months, it was through this page of runners just posting, hey, I ran today. Um, or, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It's the, the runners in the group that make it so, so incredible. That's great. And, and it, it really is, sounds like a, a great group. And, and to hear oh somebody at 67 to get into running and then qualify for Boston. I know. I know. <laughs> that blows my mind. Great work by you and, and, and by the people there, right? It's yeah. It's yeah. All, uh, my friend from Australia, Jeff Smith, uh, from the Coach Jeff podcast, he has this phrase, and I love it: "All ships rise with the tide." Yeah. Right. And yes. and I think I think uh, Town Fitness Runners is a great example of that of that yeah. analogy. Here. We yeah. all lift yeah. each other yeah. up. Right? So yeah. congratulations yeah. on that. And I've been out for a few runs with you guys. And um, just for people who are listening locally to Shelburne and Dufferin County area, um, if they're interested in joining Town Fitness Runners, how would they go about doing that? So the best way to do it is reach out through email, just info at town fitness and town with an E. So info at townfitness.ca, send us a, an email through there and we'll be in touch. Um, all you have to do is write the word run in the uh, subject bar and we'll be right on it. <laughs> but just <laughs> That's we the key do, word. Yes. All you have to do is type run and I'll respond. But um, we do a really great through, through the spring, summer and into fall. Um, we run a Tuesday night track workout at the high school track and everyone is welcome to that. You don't have to be a member of town fitness. We've had a lot of other runners come up from say um, other running groups in the area, the Ontario, oh, sorry, the Orangeville tri club that have some um, women that come up and run with us. Um, we have some runners from Dufferin dirt runners come out. Um, like it's open to our, to the community. You don't have to be a member of town fitness to run with town fitness runners and um, we're there to support the running community. So, and then um, we'll, we'll offer running programs in the spring. Um, we are excited. I have to do a little plug out to uh, our friends that got to run racing. Norman Jody. Yes. They are, they're hosting uh, their second event, uh, the fiddle 50 in um, August. I believe it's August. No, when is it, Sean? Do you remember? It's June. Oh, I was just it's in June. Yes. The reason I know this is Sean pointed it out to me last year. And unfortunately yes. I couldn't yes. because it was the same time as my spiritual journey. And now I'm kicking myself because that, that event look, looks so great. Uh, it's, it's a one kilometer loop, right? For 50. Yeah. K. So that's the one kilometer loop. So we're going to partner with our friends that got to run racing and we're going to part of that running weekend is going to be a 10 K and it's going to be the town fitness 10 K. So yeah, it's unfortunate because I won't be able to do it I'm on the oh. West Coast now. And I had committed to the other event last year and it's just bad luck. It's yes. because that's an, an amazing event Russell. they're putting on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're excited for that. So, so we will, um, you know, we post through social media as well through town fitness, but we will be offering, you know, training for that event as well. Anyone that wants to try their hand at a 10 K on a one K loop, super fun event um you know live music great support like it and it's it's new it's it's building that running community in dufferin county too so yeah and yeah. it's it's a it's a unique venue fit all park because it's one kilometer yes. loop you can, you can see all around the loop so you're never going to yeah. feel alone right you're always going to have that support and everything and yeah and uh, i i'm i'm so 
in love with the fact that you have that town fitness 10k as part of this event now because yeah, right? i don't want to anytime soon russell so you'll have opportunity in the future to yes. come out and run yeah, it so. so we've got our very own town fitness 10k through gotta run racing that's i'm pretty excited about that actually uh yeah you should be it's great and i'll be yeah. linking to that for show notes as well um that's fantastic okay. i want to i want to change the page here again a little bit and and talk about uh a unique um sport that used to be involved in i don't know if you do it anymore how long it's been since you did your last one but ride and tie i mentioned that oh yeah you got a chance to look that up russell but but it's, it's i did it's really neat yeah hannah you're the first person to kind of introduce that to me so why don't you yeah. explain to the audience what ride and tie is so ride and tie is part of endurance horse riding and so I found my way into it because I've always been, uh, I've been riding horses since about the age of seven and I switched into running, um, you know, um, as I said, about 12 years ago, but I remember once having a conversation with a friend, it'd be pretty cool to combine running and riding. Wouldn't that be the best? And then one of my friends said, there is such a sport. It's a ride and tie. And then I found out a good friend of mine, through running was participating in through riding was participating in this. And he was doing it out of Dufferin forest, the main tract, which is not far from where no. we are. So it is trail running um, and endurance horse riding combined in one event. And it's really cool. Both the runner and rider have to be at some point on the, the horse's back. So the rider starts at the, the start line with a runner. We run as a team. Um, at, when you come into the halfway point, the runner has to actually be on horseback and the rider is running. So, and then when, and then anyone can cross the finish line on the horse, it's just, you have to switch it up at the halfway point. So the funny thing about this event, it's again, it's on trails, it's beautiful. Um, but you take a second, uh, you take a seat back from those horses because I remember the first event, I said, uh, so are there aid stations out there? I was doing a, I think it was a 21K event. And they said, what do you need an aid station for? And I said, well, like, is there water on the course? And and they they said, well, there's water for the horses. So I remember <laughs> there's no support on the course for the runners. It was all for the horses, like the, oh. the vet were on course. They had water on course and you were just running. But um, oh God. that's where you need to sign that says runners are horses too. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But it's a, it's a super fun event. And usually the, uh, the ride and tie event is the shortest distance of the weekend. And it's, it's really technical too. It's a technical event. It's not just who's got the fastest runner or who's got the fastest horse. There's a little bit of like uh, chess strategy comes into it. Um, so which is, which is fun. And a lot of those races were on super hot days. So, you know, the, the safety of the horses top priority. So before the race, midway through the race, after the race, that horse has to go through a whole process of vet checks. Um, so that's really interesting. Nobody asked to check the runner at any point, but, um, that horse gets checked a lot during that race. But it's it's really fun. Like it, I, you know, I have a passion for horse riding and for running, so it's a great event to combine both. Absolutely, so, what a unique event! Yeah, yeah. So I haven't done it in a couple of years. COVID kind of put a, a bit of a, a dull on that. But I did have a great team, and David and I were um, rode together. Um, 
and Gringo, the star horse, Gringo, who sadly passed away a year ago, which was which was pretty sad. But the three of us, I think we competed over a period of four or five years and we won the um, the event point wise, I think three of the five years, I believe. We were the yeah, the senior That's winners incredibly for impressive. Yeah, which is the Ontario Competitive Trail Riding Association is who we were doing it through. But yeah, all things come back to running, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it really does. And it's it's interesting. I don't have it in front of me now. I wish I did, but we can look back. But I'm pretty sure that's kind of how one of the stories I heard anyways, how ultra running was born, was, yes. was, was yes. out. out Going to Ainsley, West, Western place. States. Yes. Yeah. But the, yeah. yeah, there was the, that uh, race, uh, Horse Against Man. And, yes, um, run farther. Yeah, yeah. There's one of those in the UK somewhere too. It's a really great race. Really, eh? And so yeah. with the rod and tie, is there, what's the furthest distance? Does it go up to 100? So, so far, the furthest that I ever participated in and that was offered around this area, um, and we did some over in Ganaraska as well. We traveled a bit and there's some, I think, in closer to Ottawa. The furthest distance they ever offered was 21K. Um, running and riding. Um, and I'm not sure why. I, I'm not sure if they will make it further distances or not. But the thing is, those horses compete in other events on the weekend. So some of those horses competing in the ride and tie might be towing the line the next day in a 50K or a 50 mile trail. And ride and, and endurance running is riding is not always on the fastest time. It's a lot to do with your horse's health and you know, crossing that finish line with a good heart rate and stuff like that. There's a lot of technicality with um, endurance riding, which, yeah, it was a big learning curve and fascinating, actually. But the furthest distance we were ever offered was 21K. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Learning lots. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is how many people ride and run. So that was the big thing. A lot of people are either yeah. invested, you know, they're invested in running or they're invested in riding. So, cause that run has got to get on the horse at some point. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions I had was, is there um, an arbitrary number of kilometers or, or amount of time that the runner has to be on the horse and the rider has to be running or is it just like, okay, I'm on, I ran hundred meters again, back on the horse. <laughs> no, I think from my memory and, you know, you maybe, um, I don't know if the rules have changed, but from memory. So uh, whoever start crosses at the start line, whoever's on that horse at the start line, the runner has to then be on that horse at the halfway point, I believe. So, and then anyone can cross the finish line, the run. So you have to cross together. Your time is once your rider and your runner cross as the team, but um, whoever is on the, the horse, whoever's mounted at the start line, the other person, which would be the runner has to be mounted at the halfway check. So, and you could do that. You, you can switch running and riding as many times as you want through the event. And, and that's where the strategy comes in. The rider can jump off, tie the horse up and start running ahead. And then the runner catches up and jumps on the horse and then re, re, uh, catches up with their, it's very, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, um, so there's strategy involved as well. So that's what I mean. It's not always about the fastest horse and fastest runner. Um, mm. 
Yeah, but we had we had strategy, and you know, um, I was you know I was uh, did a lot of running, so I was fit. And David, David's a great rider, so we had a really good team. Sounds like it. If you won three out of five five championships, that's yeah. a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was super fun. It was good. Oh and so, so the cool. strategy behind it would be the determining factor as to whether you'll win or not. And there, yeah, so very well, there could be upsets. Yeah. So that. people that aren't expected to win, but they have the best strategy. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Being the champions. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. So it's, you know, it, it can also come down to who's on the horse for the longest time. Like, you know, um, you, some people will share the running, whereas others, what the runner does like 90% of the running or 95% of the running. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really, it's fun. And of course you have to follow a trail. So you're following ribboned course and, you know, you got to follow the blue course and not the white course because you'll go off and get lost. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it's fun. Cool. Cool. I like it. So Hannah, as we kind of wind down here, I want to ask before we go real quick, um, through, through your running career up to this point, if you can share with us maybe a memory that really stands out as, as one of your favorite memories, whether it's, it's, you know, doesn't even have to be a favorite memory. It could be a good memory, a bad memory, but somebody that's really made an impact on you out of all the runs you've been been in. It could even be a training run, not even necessarily a race. Oh wow, that is that's a huge question. That's such a big question. Um, I've had so many great experiences. Um, let me see. Wow, it's hard to pick. Uh, eh? Yes, uh, great experiences. I would say, oh. Um, one of, one of my best experiences I have to say was when I ran UTA in Australia, my first hundred kilometers. Um, yeah, this is, this is huge because, um, believe it or not, um, I come from a large family and, um, four or five, four out of five of my siblings are all trail runners. And, um, so my first hundred kilometer attempt, my one sister was doing the 50 K and my other sister who is not the runner. Um, and wants nothing to do with running um, was our crew. So she's never been to an ultra event in her life, um, is not a fan of it. And yet when she was out on course for me, we had little meetings the day before and explained to her what she had to do. When I came into that first aid station and saw how well she was prepped and how she'd set everything up, and she looked like a professional, I just burst into tears. Um, and, and then she just said, pull yourself together. <laughs> but I said, and that to me was like so huge because I started at the start line with my sister um, at the same event and a cousin, my cousin Marcus, and which was huge. And then on the course, I had my other sister who crewed and and I met her again a few more times. And then after that event, I said to her, how, how did you pull that off? Like, you've never done that before. And she just said, I got, she said, again, the, the trail running com community, a pretty cool, chill group. She said, I just got there and saw how everyone else had their stuff set up. So I did exactly what they did. <laughs> but that whole family sibling event, that was, that's got to be one of, one of my highlights. Um, there's, there's many, there's so many great, great memories, you know, making it to Boston twice. And, um, those, those are whole other stories, but yeah, just, just having family on course and yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. 
So, so props to you, Jess Wild. <laughs> there we go. I, I think that's a, that's a really good example of, of, a, of a great memory. And I think having yeah. that aspect there just makes it that much more special. As much as yeah. the running community is family, you know, when you have yeah. those, those, those actual family ties, the blood bonds, like your, your family there. Yeah. And, and, and being surprised like that, just like, yeah, I just kind of set oh. it up like everybody else did and not expecting it. Gets you right yeah. in the feels. Right in the feels. Yeah, I thought I'd be I'd be making my own Vegemite sandwiches. I really didn't know what to expect. So I'm like, is she even going to be there? <laughs> yeah, it's truly it amazing. Like and and I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be more grateful that you had that incredible, yeah. meaningful experience with your family. I can yeah. relate in many ways to my first 100 kilometer journey. And yeah, family yeah. couldn't be more special in these journeys. And yes. And it, it means everything. And for her to be at those aid stations prepared for you, that also made it logistically much more smooth for you and enjoying the first hundred kilometers. Yeah. And my nieces were there, Eleni and Matilda were there. They were, it was like a little team effort. It was just like, had this little, yeah, it was like the pit station kind of thing. And they were just, they were amazing. So, yeah. Good for them. You got a great family, a family of runners. And, uh, Thanks for being part of our Trail Tales uh, running podcast. Oh, well. thank you for asking me. You guys are the best. Well, we're going to definitely have you back on because you've got tons and tons of stories. And uh, yeah. thank you for giving us your time and energy today. We really appreciate it. And with that, Russell, why don't you uh, sign us off here, buddy, and give Hannah our catchphrase. <laughs> on behalf of Trail Tales ARP, run wild. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast from Sean Solbon and Russell the Runner. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. Check out our YouTube channel at Trail Tales ARP. And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Catch you next time. Run wild. Mad when I